What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Tech Supreme, Rent Free with Tech Supreme, Episode 9. Hope everyone's doing good. Thank you so much for everyone who found my podcast via TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Um, I've enjoyed doing it. I've enjoyed putting it out. I've enjoyed the conversations that I've been having with people about the topics. I enjoy all that shit. If you uh, have any suggestions for topics, hit me up in the comments. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. And it's been a fun week in the news. It has been a, a fun, horrible week in the news. Uh, first up is a St. Louis story that's gone viral. It's a story of Elizabeth Cook. Um, I saw this, I think on, on Reddit or something, when the video first popped off. It was basically a man approaching a woman who had broken into his car and was trying to steal it. She plays dumb. It just looks sad, right? Obviously, there's some drug issues there. She's a thief, so she's trash. Um apparently though she leaves the cell her cell phone in his car i don't know why people do that it happens where like people are trying to break into something and they leave their fucking cell phone gotta be like the most i don't know dumbest shit ever if you're a criminal if you do that um but he took the phone then he goes through it and he takes over her social media um which you know the i guess the the boyfriend gave him permission like he reached out to the boyfriend and got permission to go through her phone or whatever i don't know uh but he goes through it and she's having conversations with other thieves about stealing catalytic converters and googling searching how to break into certain cars she's a career thief this is what she does um and he's posting all these conversations and then there's something that pops up about a bobby phillips now, Bobby Phillips is an old, older guy who's been in the, in the penitentiary system in Illinois, and he meets uh, Elizabeth Cook, and I guess, I, I don't know what transpires, but he ends up signing his will over to her within the first week of meeting her, and then a couple of days later, he dies. Kind of clearly, she had something to do with it. And there's a lot of conversation that she's having with her friend about a cover-up and stuff. It's just crazy. The the, the guy who did the, did the uh, took over her social media, once they unearthed the murder plot, he gave the phone back to police. But, he, of course, he still has access to her social media because I'm sure he changed passwords. And um, they started the Facebook group that went from, like, 300 people to thousands of people. It's gone viral. And everyone's kind of like, what the fuck is about to happen with this story? Um, this is a South, South St. Louis thing. And it's sad, but it's it's kind of crazy, man. Like, these people are run, running around here doing these crimes for these drugs, like, for all kinds of shit. It's just kind of fucked up. Like, the murder plot. I think everyone's going to be watching this situation to see what happens. I believe that she's in custody right now uh, on different charges. So we'll have to, like, kind of see what happens with this one. It's just, it's a shit show. You know, it's one of those things that's an absolute shit show. The name of the Facebook page is Elizabeth Cook Corkboard. And they've it, they've been consistently uploading to this thing. And everyone's trying to figure out. Some people have gotten their stuff back. Like, some people legitimately have gotten, like, their stolen property back because of all of this that has transpired with their phone. So that's actually a positive. But, man, it's kind of sad. 
And uh, we got to stay tuned to see what happens. Very interesting stuff. Uh, moving on. Now, this is something that I've always had conversations with. I like going to the movie theaters by myself. That's that's my thing. I really enjoy it. I enjoy not having to answer any questions. I enjoy just, I don't know, like the solitude of it all. Like going to get some popcorn, sit in a movie theater on a wonderful Tuesday afternoon, and just vibing. Um, I can do that with no problem. Now, before, maybe in my 20s, I wasn't able to do that, but... Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, Indiana Rome got me on that. Like, I know he was going to the movies all the time by himself. I would actually see him in the movies. Like, I would go to a, a Thursday premiere, a midnight premiere, and see him there. Um, and so I started trying it, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I kind of try to go once a week, honestly, to the movies solo, if I can. Oh, text message time. So, never mind that. Um, you know, it's, uh, what was it? Yeah, so... I like going to movies by myself. Now, the reason I bring that up is because one thing that I can't do is go to a restaurant by myself or go to a bar by myself. Now, I have gone to a bar by myself if I'm out of town and the people that I'm with are getting on my nerves. I've done that before, but I've never actually gone to a restaurant or bar by myself. And that's actually something that I want to do. Like, I, I, I know, like, that's just a, a weird mental thing that's stopping me from doing it because, like... It's, this should be no problem and i shouldn't care about what people think but for some reason i do and i feel like if i do go i have to have like a book or look at my phone or something to i don't know distract myself or i i don't know my wife does it all the time she goes to restaurants all the time because she travels for work and she so she have to if she wants to eat she'll have to go by herself so she has no problem doing it but for some reason i have a problem doing it and i see people do it all the time um, I've talking to talk to people who you know who go to the bar by themselves. Me and my wife will go because we like to sit at the bar at, at restaurants and and stuff, and we'll see someone you know. And at certain places you know that we're regulars at, we know the people that come to the bar sit by themselves. It's a skill that I don't have yet that I want. Um, and I, it's just because I guess this is a mental hurdle, and you have to like realize and recognize your own mental hurdles and things that are are stopping you or or deterring you from doing something and why. Mine is per perception. I don't like. I don't want to look like a weirdo, but like I know that people who sit by themselves don't look like weirdos. They're not weirdos, so it's weird. But it's something that I gotta work through. So I resolved to go to a restaurant by myself. Like I even struggle with like getting food by myself. Like going out and getting food by myself. Like I'm for some reason I'm just not good at that. I don't know why. It's it's really weird. I'll I'll work on it. Um, <laughs> which brings me to another topic, and this kind of infuriated me because I was on Twitter. And I saw this person who um, who was playing Apex Legends. Everyone knows that I'm a big Apex Legends guy. And um, the tweet was that he was in a, in, a, in a random game with people. And one of the other people that was random, he recognized the name as a streamer. And they got into it. And which is fine. It happens in, in video games. It happens in Apex Legends. You get into it. That Those things happen. Uh, but the, the woman, the streamer says you have you're nobody like you don't have like you're not a no one knows who you are you're you don't have i have 90 people watching me right now you're nobody you're a loser and when i saw that it kind of infuriated me because first of all 90 is is in in streaming world sure that's a lot but it's not like you're not like killing the game like you're kind of a, you're a small streamer at that point still in the apex world um so like to down someone and to put someone down for not being as popular on this one specific platform is really goofy to me. Like, 
you got to be a better human than that, right? Like, and understand that, like, popularity is something that comes and goes. Like, unless you're uber famous, which you're not, it's going to gonna come and go. Like, yeah, like, cool, you did good, good work getting this far. But, like, to down someone and to, like, gatekeep relativity as a human being because you have a certain amount of people watching your video, you play a video game, it's so elitist and pretentious and just, just downright toxic and fucked up so with me having a a a very well some would say a good music career in st louis you know i've seen the height and fall of what popularity is i've seen people go from unknown to popular to unknown you know and i've seen people who who were able to negotiate unknown to popular to stay popular for a long time i remember um this guy who was a, a part of this group. I'm not going to say any names. I want to though, but he made a comment to someone who, who know who knows me, who knows me. Uh, he said something about, Oh yeah, that's tech Supreme. He's produced. He's been doing it for a long ass time. Like, but kind of like saying it in a negative way, but I'm, be, I'm proud of that. Like, I'm proud of being a producer for a long ass time, bro. Like that's a, uh, like you can't, yeah, I haven't had commercial success, but like that is a successful like story. When someone can still do what they do, like for years and like i've been creative for like the last 14 years of my life you know just waking up being creative every day so like i'm not gonna down longevity and i used to like i used to when i was young i think it's a young people thing too because i used to look at people who are more established in music um in st louis who are older and i was like man i don't want to be like that but then like now that i'm older i'm like man they they're amazing they're killing it like they're still relevant like you don't understand how hard it is to remain relevant in anything creative or public like that's insane so i say all that to say just be a good person be be kind understand that your position is not guaranteed you're not better than anybody like i know people who can't travel can't go to the mall anymore any in any city and they're the nicest fucking people the nicest human beings right you don't have to be a dick i I feel like it's a weird misconception like you know if you get a little like i don't know i always felt like fame was one of the most toxic things that i've seen it do to people like popularity and fame can really destroy someone who's not a strong mind so just so you know it's not gonna last forever and you don't need to be a dick like like and and i try in my career to like be nice to people be positive to people um even if i don't want to like collaborate or be friends with or whatever i still try to be as human as possible as polite as possible because not every situation is for you but like you're never better than anybody else it doesn't even matter like does not matter what you do before living like you literally you're literally the same all right now like sure right like Beyonce is different, you know, Jay-Z is different, like, all, like, super celebs are different, but, like, for the most part, we're all the same, even they're the same, they just have a different, a different path, so don't be dick to people, don't, don't do that, that shit was corny, what I saw, um, and I, I got a bunch of random topics, but stuff that I can, honestly, like, I think about all the time, so, like, going to the bar is something I think about all the time, uh, fame, and what I've, what I've seen it do to people, and I've seen that happen all the time, so it's something that I talk about, and, you know, and this next one is also something that, you know, that I talked about and I've talked about and thought about a lot and that's getting married at the right time. Um, so I've been kind of hardcore into TikTok lately. Uh, growing my TikTok has been kind of like a fun thing to, to try to do. 
and I've been seeing, I see a lot of TikToks about like breakups and marriages and cheating. And I found myself on the cheating TikTok, the cheaters TikTok. And it, it while it's entertaining, because we all like drama, right? I used to love watching cheaters. Like that was my shit. Um, it made me think about all these people who are going through this and all these horrible people who are like cheating on their spouses, men and women. Um, but I've always feel like they just not getting married to the right person at the right time. Um, if I would have gotten married to any time before the time I actually got married, it would have not worked. Like I, I was not ready mentally ma- mature rise. Um, I don't think I was capable of love in that, in that way. And I feel like with me and Aaron, we waited to the, I waited to the right time. I met the right person at the right time. And I knew immediately, like I knew immediately that we would get married. Like it was kind of insane. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people, like when I when I hear like high school sweethearts, I always worry about that because I always feel like that's kind of hard to to not really experience the world and then settle down. I, I said okay, I paused a little too long on settle, so like not actual settling, but like you know settle down and like lay down your family. And some people it works for some people. It definitely one hundred percent works for some people. But I feel like, and me and my wife talk about this all the time, that everyone needs to have a whole phase. Like you have to have a period in your time in which you just wilding out and like you're living life to the absolute reckless fullest, right? Because it's not the fullest, but it's reckless fullest. It's fun, and like you got to have that fun. You got to get it all out of your system. And sometimes people don't have that in the system to do. Some people have a lot of it, and they got to take a long time to get out. You know, I was definitely late to the to the marriage party right i got married at 39 years old but i'm i feel completely happy and perfect with it like i cannot i cannot see anything going wrong with this marriage because i this is my person and that's an awesome feeling but i feel like it happened at the right time and i feel like sometimes people are are using societal norms to figure out when to do things like oh i got it by this by this i gotta have this done here by this age i have to have these kids running around by this age and you really don't you really have your life to live and you want to live it the most, The you don't want to complicate things with your life. So by rushing into certain situations, you're not doing yourself a, a, a service. You know, you're actually hurting yourself, your life, your time and the time of others. So I feel confident in people getting out their, in the, 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 their energies aligned correctly before they, they decide to settle down. And that takes time. Um, so I don't think people should, I think the societal norm should be, you don't even start thinking about marriage until your thirties because in your twenties, you, you need to be have you need to be worried about setting up your life, setting up your goals, becoming healthy mentally and physically and focusing on yourself. And then maybe and when you get in your thirties, you can start incorporating someone else. I bet you, if we did that, we'd, they'd be stronger marriages and, and, and also realize that marriage is not for everybody at the end of the day. Uh, enough with that. That's my thoughts on marriage and getting married at the right time. Um, I feel like extremely lucky and fortunate uh, that the universe smiled upon me December 15th, five years ago. So, moving on. I was watching Netflix yesterday, and I I have this thing where I I don't watch shows like I kind of, like other people do. So, yesterday I was like, I'm just going to watch something on TV. I, I always visit on, on something. I'm always doing something, looking at my phone or something. I want to sit down and watch something. So I turned on Netflix, and the first thing I saw was Malice at the Palace. Anybody knows me, I'm a basketball fanatic. I remember Malice at the Palace like it was yesterday. I remember seeing it on Sports Center. I remember how I felt 
uh, towards the athletes uh, with the, you know, with the, the news reporting and how they were talking about the athletes. And they really painted a picture as if they're thugs. And I feel like the naivety of the American population at the time, because this was kind of 2000 and I forgot, um, 10, maybe. When was the Malice at the Palace? I got to look that up because that's going to bother me. Because I feel like we were already in a place in which we should have known better. But I, I don't think we, as a culture, as a society, were uh, well en aware enough. So it was 2004. So we had cell phones, but there wasn't a huge social media thing going on. There was a lot. Of, lot. But after watching this documentary, I was completely angered. And it, it, felt, it felt more racist than anything else. And when I say that, what I say is, these the, the fans attacked the players. Now players get into fights all the time. You can't like it's it's an, it's it's embarrassing and infuriating how they treat hockey fights compared to basketball fights, right? When basketball fights were 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 thugs and were were villains and were horrible people, like look at these criminals fighting, these millionaires fighting. But then when hockey players do it, it's all good. It's, it's all you don't like it's normal as shit to see people without teeth in the nhl like that is a violent sport basketball you everyone has their teeth and not like yeah they get into fights but every sport does literally every sport but when it's basketball it's thugs when it's football it's thugs we all know why that is if you don't know why it is you need to uh meet some black people i don't know what to tell you um so when they're covered when they're talking about mass at the palace what I'm seeing is privileged non-people of color attacking people of color because they feel entitled, right? So, because you're a fan doesn't give you any right to overstep your boundaries with these athletes. Like, like you don't, they don't owe you anything. You don't own them. And I think it's a little slave mentality shit coming into sports, right? Like, the... The the uh uh the mindset that they have a right to do whatever they want, say whatever they want. Case in point, Russell Westbrook, when he was in Utah, he snapped, cause like I'm a grown man, first and foremost. Like I am Russell Westbrook, the basketball player, true, but I am a grown man before that. You're not gonna talk to me any way you want to because you're a fan. That doesn't give you license to violate me. The malice the palace the, the malice at the palace the players got Ron Artest got violated and reacted accordingly he should have had no suspensions any suspensions for the fight with each other yes but if you throw an object at me which is a felony it is a crime to do that you got to face the repercussions of that action and i honestly i know Ron Artest has struggled with his mental health and he's gotten a good grasp on it and kudos to him he was not wrong. If I'm playing a game and someone throws something at me, we're throwing hands. Okay? Now, Ronald Tess is walking down and some asshole walks up to him with his, his, his fist, fist clenched on the floor. Ronald Tess has every right to defend himself. The judge saw it that way, but then, but then the media villainized him. Jermaine O'Neal damn near lost a very promising career. Like he had, he was that man, that tainted his career. Now Stephen Jackson, he went on and won a championship, and Ron Artest changed his name to World Met a Peace, and then he got a championship with the Lakers. Um, 
But like at the undertone of the entire documentary does not address the fact that these people, these non-people of color in the stands, caused that to happen by 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 use ex- exerting their privilege over black people in that field to the point where Reggie Miller was accosted by the cops because apparently the cop didn't know the Indianapolis cop did not know who Reggie Miller was. He was injured and he had a suit on and he tried to kick Reggie Miller off the court. Nigga, that is his court. That's Reggie Miller's court. You can't make that shit up. It's it's I'm if you watch the documentary and if you have any sort of you can read between the lines, it's gonna piss you off. It pissed me off. Let me know what you think about it if you guys get a chance to see it. Um speaking of racism, this is like one of those um me and Ben, uh, which is one of my good friends, uh, we used to have these conversations about race a lot. He's white, I'm black, clearly. And um, we used to live together, so we used to have a lot of racial conversations. And we settled on a theory about the different tiers of racism, right? Like, there's 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 level A, right? There's your A-type racist, who's just like Confederate flag, Trump should have won, um, the South should have won, um, I don't like black people, I don't like N-words, you know, like, I hate, you know, all lives matter, all that shit, right? And then there's level B, which is a little bit more subtle, like... You know, like, I, I, it's hard to explain, but, like, once you understand the kind, like, there's different levels to racism, but they're still horrible. Um, w- me and my wife experienced some racism Saturday. Um, she's from a small town, and uh, in this small town, there's a place that has delicious hamburgers. Like, they have smash burgers. It's delicious. I love it. Um, so, I'm not going to say any, like, more than that as far as where we were, but... Uh, as we were walking in, there were two black people walking in as well. Now, this town is not diverse. Not at all. So, I noticed the, the black guys. And, you know, uh, my wife walks in. And one guy holds the door for her. I hold the door for him. They go to the ATM machine because it's a cash-only spot. We, Me and my wife go sit down. And the 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 one of the owners walks up and says, uh, Are you guys going to be together or are you guys splitting a check? I looked at I looked at I looked around and I'm like, oh, I don't know who they are. We're just black. <laughs> and Aaron was so mad at that lady, and I could tell those guys were off put completely by what just happened. And they were they were Air Force or Navy. Uh, they were like definitely military. So like, they they immediately changed their order to go. Um, and they 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 seemed very nice, but I could tell the energy was way different. And honestly. It makes me not want to go back to that spot. Like I have no interest in going back, and I love that place. I've can't campaigned that place. I've said how good their food is, and I've never had a problem there until Saturday. And that little small microaggression that was she assumed that because a group of of people walked in at the, at the same time, even though we had there's no other indication indicators that we were together. I guess you can say because they held the door open, but that was something that just people do. But, like, to assume that we were together because we were black, that was the assumption, right? Like, we, didn't, we never spoke a word to each other. We went to different parts of the, of the small place. Um, but there was no other indicators that we were together outside of our skin color. Um, it was very infuriating. And I, I, I honestly, just with the way I feel about, because I'm a food guy, I'm a big guy, I like to eat food, I like good food, I, I have my strong opinions on food, I actually have a, a food Instagram, you know, a blog, whatever, Instagram page that does fairly decent as, as far as, you know, people know about it, um, I 
I don't need to go back there for that. Like that that really kind of spoiled me to that. And I'm the type of person like if I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable for good. Like like it takes a lot. Like I don't know, man. I, I'm really upset about the situation because I really like that spot, and that was clearly, clearly, a form of they have to be together. They're both black. I like there's no way around it, right? I could I can get the argument that we will hold the door for each other, but like even then, if I held the door for or someone held the door for me that was white, they wouldn't assume that we were together. Um, also, the fact that the people who came in five minutes after that got their food, the, or two dudes who came in, white dudes who came in after we, you know, after we all ordered our food, they got their food first, and they came in a whole five minutes after we ordered our food. So, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Don't like that at all. Moving on though, um, you know, I like to keep my podcast kind of short, but I, got, I still got a few more topics, so I'm gonna try to run through them and give them the proper amount of time. Uh, there was a, a situation in St. Louis in which this young man, 18 years old, he, uh, on Tuesday last week, he followed a woman off a bus and killed her on the front porch. And then the next day, he uh, tied his neighbor, a young black woman, and her daughter, I think she was nine, uh, to, a, to the bed, tied him up, laid him on the bed, and shot them both. Uh, he was subsequently arrested for all three crimes. He wore the exact same outfit both days. Um, and the first thing I see about the story was people on my Facebook being sympathetic. Now, I always say my Facebook is probably the worst place on earth on, on Facebook. Somehow, some way, um, a lot of majority of the people are very toxic and I don't agree with the way they, they talk or think. Um, and this is one of them. I see a few posts having sympathy for the killer saying how family failed them and this and that. And I have very strong opinions about it. I, I hopped into my group chat, had a very strong talk with them about it. Um, one of my, one of my friends, Rodney, who's an amazing producer and amazing person. Uh, he's actually, uh, he's in the child care field. I believe he's a counselor. And, uh, so we have, me and him had a, a very, um, intellectual back and forth about it. I lack sympathy and empathy for people who commit heinous crimes. Um, I don't feel like people failed them. I feel like they made a choice. Yep. People failed him. For sure, people failed him, right? But it's not like they knew he was going to do that. Or, like, there's not, like, there's never... people. It doesn't work like that, in my opinion, that people have murderers in their house and they just don't know it, right? Or they just, or they act like, or, or they knew they were a killer, but they just didn't act on it. And they failed them, like, in that sense. Like, no one thinks that they're going to do that. No one, like, even if you do horrible things that are actually indicators of violence to like animals and things like that. No one even thinks that that person's going to go that far to take another life. So I don't understand that aspect of, I feel sorry for this person. And, and I, and I feel like, where was the family? Like, like this person made a choice. Even, even if I don't, I just don't give, I don't, I don't lead excuses. Right. Especially if I don't know the, the situation, you, you people are making this assumption about this guy's family as if, Oh, well he must've had a broken home. Like you don't know any of these things. You just know what he did. And the fact is he's a murderer, a piece of shit that needs to go to jail forever, uh, forever in a day. So I, I just don't understand how people can feel sorry for, for criminals like that. Like, I think I, people, a lot of things, a lot of the things that I was hearing is that people just need to feel like they have to have a, um, a, a reason they want to know a reason why like why would someone do this like why would this happen and i i can get that i can get behind that but i feel like there's a difference between wanting reasoning and then making excuses a lot of a, a lot of it can just be boiled down to in my mind that people are just evil like that dude is 
obviously broken and evil and needs to be put away. Needs to be put away. Um, so I guess I, I need to figure out why I lack that empathy. But I feel so bad for the victims, horrible for the victims, because it's a night, it's a nightmare. That's why I, that's why I'm a, I'm a carrier. I'm a, I'm a gun carrier. That's why I just bought palm spray for, for my wife, because I want her to be, I want her to be able to protect herself, because I know evil is out there, and like there is no rhyme or reason, there is no, um, no precursor markers. You just have to be ready to protect yourself because it can happen at any time, and that sucks. But that's the world that we live in in America. Especially in a, if you live in a city, it's crazy, but that's, it is what it is. Now, um, two more topics. Last one, uh, the second to last one is: Do we self shut down? If you are like me, uh, you know you 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 pay attention to everything. You're not. I'm. I got vaccinated because uh, I already had COVID last year. I don't want that shit again. I got vaccinated. Period. Simple as that. I was not a. I t- I've taken COVID very seriously since jump. Uh, definitely like I still hand sanitize everywhere I go, wear my mask everywhere I go. Um, I try to not go out as much, even though like lately I've been feeling, I've been feeling lately guilty about doing, about going out. Like I know, um, but so basically do I self shut down? Like I, 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 they're not going to do a lockdown again. They're not going to do, they can barely get off mask mandates. It's just not a possibility with the way like people are running with, you know, like their, their, their protest. Uh, of the vaccination and the masks. So you, do we as smart individuals, do we isolate ourselves? And it was tough. Isolation was tough last year. Do we do it to us, to ourselves? Like, do we lock ourselves down? Because, you know, you can, I can still get it. I can still get COVID and I don't want that shit. I don't want to lose my senses ever again. And I even heard that with the variant, you may lose, like, you can lose your senses harder, uh, which is, which is even crazier to think like it was a nightmare getting COVID was horrible. I didn't die. I wasn't hard. I didn't have a hard time breathing. Thank God. Um, my, my case was very mild, but the toll it had on, on my wife was, 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 was harsh. Like she, she was down for a, a week or so. Like she was like bed in a bed for like a week. And that's, she's I've never seen that. Um, I got a lot of anxiety from losing my senses, my smell and taste. It, it, it wrecks your mind. And I don't ever want that again. So knowing that the government is, you know, on their trajectory and and people are on theirs, and there's not going to be a lockdown, do you lock yourself down? That's my question. Like, do I just say fuck it and, you know, just stay in the house? I mean, I I hate that shit. I hate staying in the house like that. Like I really do. But like, what choice do you have if you have common sense, right? I'm not ready for concerts for sure. Um, if I get it again, it'd be my fault. I got it the first time. It, I feel like it was my fault. It was, I think the first time it was my fault too, but, um, it was un- uncontrollable, but like, I don't know, man. What do you think? Let me know what you think in the comments. Let me know if you think, uh, if you have, if you're on the, on the pat on the, on the side of like, get vaccinated, COVID is serious, wear your mask, should you self-isolate? as well or self-lockdown or limit your exposure let me know what you think and the last comment is this thing which i just found out heard the term of it is a california sleeve so this is about tattoos and i didn't wear a tank top today because i want to talk about tattoos and i want people to see my tattoos even though i do wear tank tops because i do love my tattoos i have quite a few 
I have tattoos, right? I have job stoppers. These are job stoppers, right? Because they stop you from getting jobs. I have a hand tattoo, multiple hand tattoos. I'm really bad at the inverted camera thing. Um, but I say that California sleeve is when basically someone who doesn't have a lot of tattoos gets a face tattoo, a neck tattoo, or a hand tattoo. It's basically in the tattoo culture, and there is a culture to tattoos. Like, yeah, you can get tattoos without being a part of tattoo culture, but there is a culture. There are un- there are rules to getting being tattooed. Um, when I was in getting my first bunch of tattoos, you weren't allowed to get job stoppers unless you had a lot of tattoos. You weren't allowed to get neck tattoos unless you had a lot of tattoos. And that's just the way it was. Um, basically, now what you have is you have these people who are getting just very uh, poser vein tattoos. Like, they'll get a hand tattoo will have nothing else, right? Or they'll get a face tattoo and have nothing else. Um, and for us who are, are part of tattoo culture, it's kind of super corny. And it's just like, if you, even if you, even honestly, it goes down to this. Even if you have just like this part tattoo, it's kind of considered corny, right? Cause like you're only getting tattoos where people can see not like, and tattoos are like the culture is way deeper than that. You know what I mean? Like you ain't got no leg pieces. You ain't got no back pieces, no chest pieces. You just got this, this, the hand piece. It's super corny. Now, Again, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but then understand that us people who are like a part of the culture and care about it, we're going to talk shit about you. Um, but yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. And also, like don't ruin your shit, right? Like you have don't get job stoppers and you you're trying to be corporate America unless you're really good at what you fucking do, right? I know the homie um well, I got one of the homies who lives in Florida now. He has tattoos everywhere and he fucking kills it. But he's the, he's the fucking man. Like he gets shit done. Like he knows, you know. Like he's a different animal. You're not that same animal. You might fuck up your life trying to get tattoos on your hands. I didn't get tattoos on my hands until like two years ago, and that was like ten years into my own business. So like, know what you're doing, and stop getting California tattoos. Right, the California sleeves. Right. Like if you're gonna get tattoos, don't get your hand done first. Get fucking tatted up. And that's my episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Tech Supreme. We're in free with Tech Supreme. This is episode nine. Thank you for all the love I've been getting. I really do appreciate everyone um, who's uh, following me on YouTube, um, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook. I get a lot of conversation on Facebook about you know the podcast. So I definitely appreciate everyone uh, listening and watching. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit another video. If you're on TikTok, uh, <laughs> hit that, uh, was it heart? Double tap. Hit the double tap for your boy. Uh, follow, subscribe, whatever, and talk to me. I like the conversation. I'll uh, see you guys next time. Have a good week. Spread, be kind. Don't gatekeep. Don't be a dick. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Listen your head rent free.